I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane, I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh, my God, no. And, oh, Jesus and, Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it. Do it harder. Make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. Yeah. We come to you from North Carolina tonight. I am 44.1 miles from campus of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I looked it up because I didn't want anybody to tell me otherwise. And we may now use the uh, hashtag Carolina Strong now, I guess, because we've had another shooting in America that's hit uh, close to us. There was another shooting at another University of North Carolina campus in Charlotte a few years ago. Um, I'm as tired of this as everyone else is. Uh, I believe in the Constitution. I believe in the Second Amendment. I don't think the Second Amendment is a suicide pact. Uh, because you have a First Amendment right to speech, it doesn't mean you get to go up to someone and say, I'm going to murder you. That's communicating a threat, and that's illegal. Uh, your freedom of religion is sacrosanct, except if you want to sacrifice cats and drink their blood, that's illegal. You can't do that. If you'd like to assemble, you do have the freedom of assembly in the First Amendment. If your assembly is going to be in the middle of a busy intersection at 5 o'clock, you can't do that. That's illegal, and they'll take you to jail for that or at least serve warrants on you. So... Uh, you know, it's what, it's what they refer to as boundaries, I think, <laughs> well, what, you know. And it's funny you say that because the term, you know, the, the the phrase or the word regulated actually does appear in the Second Amendment, if you read it. As in it regulated. sure does. Very <laughs> close to the the top of the page there. Well regulated. It's it's in there. It well is, it, regulated, it, which makes it even better. Well regulated. I'll get off of the soapbox in just a moment. We'll get on to the good time of fake fighting. Um Good times going on there too, by the way. If you do, if you do a lot of research into the Second Amendment, it actually what they were trying to do, and it goes back to slavery because everyone, everything pretty much does in this country. I, you know, what the slave owners were trying to do is they were trying to reserve the militia was for them to um, form a posse and chase down their property if it escaped from the plantation. That's what the militia is in the Second Amendment. That's what they carved themselves out for. The rest of the Constitution, we have a military, and the various jurisdictions can have police forces. We as slaveholding plantations would like the ability to get out and have some guns to chase down our property. So could we, there you could are. we say that uh, militia actually meant lynch mob? Could we go kinda, that far? Yeah, it was kind of that. Well, they, they want to lynch them. They want to lynch them. They want to bring them back and then uh, beat them some more and make them do work. Oh, okay. And, or or makes a lynch mob look a little better, I guess. Te teach them valuable skills if you're in Ron DeSantis' world. Yes. And skill shop number, you know, in, in room 101 in, there in the uh, barn in the back. Another another great idea to plug the Brad and Brit cast when we talk about the only person who the Republicans think is deserving of reparations is Clarence Thomas. <laughs> he's, he's the one guy that they think should grab some reparations. And fortunately, he's done it with both hands. So... <laughs> There's I think that. he's agreed to that from what I've understand. From what I understand, yeah. All right. Before we get into all the <laughs> all the drama in AEW and then preview all out and we preview what payback. Uh one last Terry Funk note here. This is gonna be from um 
I sent you the link to this. This is from Lance Storm talking about Terry Funk. And it's this is three minutes. If you don't listen to three minutes of anything else that we do here today, listen to this. This is Lance talking about uh, he, he had wrestled Terry Funk in 2000 in WCW for the U.S. title. He had uh, done the job for Terry to get the U.S. title in, in Amarillo the next night. He had gone to Lubbock and dropped it and, and got it back from Terry Funk. So he's doing a couple of House of Hardcore shows. This would have been around 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere in there. And this is Philadelphia where um, Landstorm is wrestling Tommy Dreamer. I think he does the job to Dreamer. And somehow Terry Funk is on one of the is in one of the corners after the match. Dreamer and uh, Landstorm shake hands, which is against kayfabe because they just hated each other. But now, you know, this may be the last time they ever wrestle each other. And Lance Storm wants to shake hands with Terry Funk in front of everyone. And Terry Funk is a little reluctant at first. And we pick up the story from there. I took a knee uh, in front of him and sort of bowed my head and put my hand out. And he shook my hand. And when I got home after the show, uh, I saw online, Facebook somewhere, all of the photos from the show. And there's a bunch of pictures, you know, Dreamer chopping me, me suplexing and drop kicking Tommy and there's this perfect photo of me on a knee head bowed shaking hands with Terry Funk and I'm like I have to have this photo so I reached out to the woman and purchased a 11 by 17 I don't know how big it is it's decent size way bigger than an 8 by 10 um so I purchased that photo and she sent me one without the watermark because I had paid for it and this was always like this is I have no fo wrestling photos in my house whatsoever. Um, a framed one of this is on a, a bookcase. Um, it's a bookcase in my basement, but that's where my bookcases are. Um, it's the only real wrestling photo I have and I have it framed. And I remember too, <laughs> I have so few photos with people. I just, I don't like, I feel like I'm the mark. If I go, Hey, Terry, you mind getting a photo with me? Uh, and I sure as hell can't, you know, Hey, would you mind signing this? I feel like a dork. But when I had that photo and then Tommy booked me on another House of Hardcore show and um, this, I think, must have been the tag. It was in Poughkeepsie, so it may not have been. It may have been when I worked Mike Bennett, and, but Terry was on the show and I'm like, I don't give a shit if it makes me feel like a mark. I'm getting this signed by Terry Funk. So I rolled the photo up and I took it with me and found a moment when he was sitting at a big table down in the basement of the Mid-Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie. And I'm like, Terry, would you mind terribly signing this for me? He's like, no, go, no problem. And I, I put it down and again, I feel so self-conscious and, and a bit of a dork. And I guess it's because, you know, there's the expression, you know, um, when you heroes, when your heroes become your peers, um, and your, um, your friends, um, you don't want to go back to the former. And, and I felt sort of like I was being a Mark and a wrestling fan rather than a peer and a friend of Terry, but I, I just had to have it signed. So he signed it and I very quickly just rolled it up and stuffed it back in the tube. And he's like, are you going to read it? And I'm like, well, I was going to, when I got home, I didn't want to be embarrassed. So I, I pulled it out and it's classic Terry in that, and it, the, 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 the inscription is perfect um, in that he was trying to put me over um, and he did, but it's not how I read it. And the photo is just signed shaking shit. Thought I was going to make it. So 
thought I was going to make it today. This is shaking hands with the best, Terry Funk. And clearly he was intending to put me over saying he's shaking hands with the best, but I will always read that as I'm shaking hands with the best because that's what Terry Funk was. <laughs> oh, give me a minute. So yeah, I have that signed photo framed in my house and it's the only wrestling memorabilia I give a shit about, to be perfectly honest. There you go. And that's, uh, you can get that whole thing for free on F4WOnline.com and it's worth listening to. He's got some really good stories. You know, that to me, that says a hell of a lot when Lance freaking Storm says that's the only picture he has. And <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't care about the rest of the memorabilia and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I, Paul Heyman was on the bump today, um, which you can check out on Peacock talking about Terry Funk a little bit. And he said he didn't, he hasn't talked about it publicly because when Terry was, uh, the word got out that Terry wasn't doing well and he's not been doing well for a while. He actually called him up and he told him what he meant to him. And, it was pretty special. It was pretty nice to hear Paul talk about that. The tributes have been uh, really touching and really, really memorable. And we are looking forward to seeing Dory Funk Jr. Uh, at WrestleCade in November and telling him how much we miss his brother and how much his brother and the Funk family has meant to us. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> and I said I liked to, to, when, uh, when last time when Terry Funk would come to the Mid Atlantic area all the time because it was just, you just, like I said, you just knew, never knew exactly what was going to happen, but you knew something good and big was probably going to happen when he came. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, and and it was not really that way for Dory Funk when he came, but I always liked it when he came just because it was kind of a treat to see him. Um, it, it, it was like because Dory, he didn't always come around that much. I think Dory was like for us anyway. The way it was presented in the Carolinas was he was like the really tough guy in the ring, not necessarily even a technician, but he was a tough guy. And then Terry like was Gene just a, Anderson. <clears throat> kind of like that. Yeah. And then Terry was like the wild man. Anything can happen. He's just going to go all yeah, over the place. Yeah. And he can, it's just oh, anything can fucking happen. And we don't know. And oh my God. And it's, it's brilliant blue collar entertainment. It is for uh, the mechanics and the HVAC guys and the guys that work down at the, down at the grocery store. And it is for them to pay five and 10 bucks to get their entertainment to kind of blow off all of the, the pressures that are going on in their, their lives, wife yelling at them, the kids acting like a little, little fool all that other shit you pay your five or ten bucks you go and you see this and you can forget about all your troubles and have a good time for like an hour or two right yeah blue collar fun man that was that was that that's what it was and that's what he was and god there's not there's i guess we are so lucky to to be able to look on youtube and immediately get all of these any kind of match and stuff and all the promos and you get to see hours and hours of the shoot stuff. And it's that, that stuff is great. I, I could go on. I can watch that shit all day. No shit. And just think, man, when we were kids and all the best we could do with, with people like Terry Funk and, and, and people like I just didn't that, I don't know, I guess Harley race would be one. And, Dory Funk, just people that just didn't come around a lot. Abdul right. Butcher. Right. The only way we could keep up with them was through freaking pro wrestling illustrated the magazine and, and stuff, magazines, yeah. you know, yeah. that's it. That's about it. Stupid bill after he's <laughs> still at it, man. No, 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 no. Wheeler's got a gun. Got a gun. Wheeler's got a gun. Wheeler's got a gun. Some brilliant shit there. Oh, the best mashup ever.
God, that was some good shit. I don't even know. I like I, I know British people love to sing at all the football games and shit like this. And I knew it was like a big deal, but goddamn, you they're they're fucking ridiculous about it. Man, they're like, going like they're going hardcore. They're going deep dive, man. Why don't we why did we do so hard? Why don't we just go with like Janie's got a gun, Wheeler's got a gun? Why can't we do that? I don't know, because that song's like 30 years old. So why can't we Oh no no no? We're gonna go with the KC comeback hit from 1982, which was uh, by the way, fucking brilliant. Honestly. Honestly, 80,000 people. <laughs> it's great. It's just fucking great. Like, you can't even script that shit so perfectly. And I, and I never put those two songs together ever, even even close to putting them together. You know, it's just uh, it's so <laughs> out of left field, man. You can do it with all, like any song, like Tearing Up My Heart. Wheeler's got a gun. It's, you know, you can do it like that. but <laughs> Yeah. And then there's got to be, I don't see, I don't understand the dynamics of all this. Cause there's got to be, we, we get the dynamics of this sometimes at the wrestling show where there's like a crowd of four or five or six. It's the front row. It's front row section D syndrome is what it is. Yeah. That's what it, that's what it fucking is. You have like four or five guys or 10 guys and they kind of control the tempo and the mode and stuff like that. I was, I was trying to be a, somewhat of a mentor to those guys when we went to the NWA show. Um, and we, the, the one that you weren't able to go to back right. in, back in the spring, Right, and right. The, these these kids had been given tickets at the mall or something, and they were just being they took it way too far. They took it, and I was trying to say, eh, we don't need you know you want to be clever, you don't want to curse. I've become that guy. I've become that guy, the father figure to these guys, and they they just took it too far, and then they left, you know, about halfway through the show or whatever because they were Punks. just move, move, moving on. Um, but yeah, there's got to be a group of a lot of people. And they've got to be like, okay, this is what this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do. Um, um, it's gonna be. What do we do? Like, Janie's got a gun. Wheeler's got a gun. No, 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 no. Let's do. Oh, here's what we got. I'm thinking, mate. Is na 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 na. Wheeler's got a gun. Oh, you mean KC? KC is what you want to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can make that happen. It's brilliant. So there's got to be like a group. A lot. There's got to be a big group. And somehow they get the word out on Reddit or like telegraph or one of those i don't i don't know what they get the word out on uh, a whatsapp group because there's got to be a lot of them to kind of start it yeah. right there's yeah seems like there's gotta be like, there, there would be like it seems like there would have to be hundreds to kind of start it in a group of in a, in a group uh, like that in a setting like that Eighty thousand people you have to have a hundred or a couple hundred to at least kind of and then people kind of joke and they go oh i see what's happening yeah no 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 you know and then they do it <laughs> well um, i think there's got to be like a there's got to be some sort of chant like in there, like a, you know, like na 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 na, and then there's na 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 na, and then there's clap 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 clap. There's always kind of got to be some sequence of you know something something. I guess that that I guess that's where the in other words, I guess that's where the KC song kind of came in. The na 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 that that kind of it's brilliant. Yeah, it is brilliant though. I don't know it how is. they do it. I don't know how they come up. They're like they they only they never do the easy thing. It's like they could do the easy thing. And then there's the, the shit Wheeler had a gun. <laughs> Wheeler had a gun. Yeah, it's too easy. It's too easy. Yeah. We can't do that. They're, like the stuff that becomes hits over there. There's a song called uh, "Is This the Way to Amarillo." There's a song called "Is This the Way to Amarillo," and it became like a, a big hit for the the Queens Park Rangers, and they go nuts with it. They go crazy with it. They sing it all the time, and it was like, and I I don't get it, and I don't understand it, but I God bless them. They're gonna go ahead and do it again next year. Um, I don't know if Wheeler's 
legal problems will prevent him. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna paraphrase you on Tony Khan's thinking here. So Wheeler can go to Great Britain after waving a gun in someone's face, but if you get somebody in a headlock, you cannot be in Chicago. Can't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can't do it. I'm sorry. There was somebody. Well, uh, he didn't wave a gun at one of our employees. Ah. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, All good right, point. Thanks, good point. I also love uh, over that whole situation, which of course you've heard by now, there was an altercation backstage between Jungle Boy and CM Punk, and now they're both suspended pending an invest pending an investigation. Oh, yes, the God forbidden investigation. <laughs> which is like the, the worst thing ever. It's like worse than if your if your significant other pulls you up and goes, Hey, we need to talk. Like if Tony Khan tells you, uh, we're having an investigation on oh shit. Oh like a god fuck. Or well, in, in, in my line of work, it's when the supervisor pulls you in the office. Hey, do you remember this call? <laughs> yes. Which means your sphincter should be tightening automatically. Because uh -huh. you're in you in big trouble, Mr. <laughs> do you remember this call? What if I don't? You're still fucked, whether you remember it either yeah. way. This is just my way of breaking the ice. Um, probably a good idea to say you didn't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember it. No, I don't remember. I don't, not, I don't, I don't remember this. I think that's AI. That's not even me. Yeah. Uh, I'll be like Donald Trump. I never even heard of that call. I don't know who that is. My phone calls are perfect. Perfect. That was a perfect call. Um. So the story is that they did a thing with um, a car, and then there was some glass. And then Jungle Boy says to the camera, hey, that was some real glass. Deal with it or cry a river or something like that. Cry me a river. Is Which is referring said. to something that happened a month ago or six weeks ago when he was going to use real glass on, a, on one of these car things. Like he's fucking Jerry Lawler getting hit by Eddie Gilbert. God damn it. The WMC Studios or whatever. <laughs> and then Punk goes, well, I think you should use real glass. And that turned into a thing. And now this. And then apparently before the match with Samoa Joe, there's always two versions of everything. In AEW now, at least every it's like like if if um if Billy Gunn comes into the locker room, then goes and takes a shit, and then just walks back out and washes his hands. There's three different versions of that story. <laughs> you would think it's like the simplest A to B. No, 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 no. Yeah, the first story would be he had diarrhea, right? <laughs> he had diarrhea yeah, sprayed was, all over the walls. Yeah, it was had to, get, just made a hell of a mess in that bathroom is what happened. A hazmat crew had to be called out. They had to show, you know, that's one version of the story. It was ridiculous, yes. Another story is that he took one of the one of the crew from AEW and smacked them around and said, hey, where's my toilet paper? And then dunked their head in the toilet. Dunked their head in the toilet. <laughs> Uh, one version of the story is that Punk uh, confronted Jack and said, hey, you got a problem with me. And then there was a kerfuffle, and then he got Jack into a headlock. And then it goes on from there to say that CM Punk wasn't even going to go out for the match and that CM, that Samoa Joe had to talk him into going out for the match, uh, which I don't, again. God, it really makes that match look a whole, I mean, just totally different to me now, going back and yeah. watching that match. Uh, and so we don't know if we're going to have CM Punk in his hometown of Chicago for All Out. Didn't look like it. Sunday, it doesn't. He not, didn't. Not well, after yeah. the 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 rundown of. I mean, I know things can change between now and then, but I don't know. You think this is? Uh, I'm I'm getting the feeling that this this is going to be their entree to finally 
He's done in, in eight. Uh, yeah, I'm t- I'm telling you, man. This it I, feels I, like, I, and I'm not. I'm I, I, again. I don't think either, either you or you nor I are buying into the. Well, this guy's an asshole. He can't get away no. with anything. At this point, they're just trying to goad him into stuff. That's, That's what, what it seems like. like. Oh, look, I'm gonna tell you something. What I wrote up here on, on underneath me. That is how I feel. That that is that is and I, and fault. if everything is and if everything yeah it's Jungle Jack Perry's fault. This is, I'm gonna. This is all on him. Besides Tony Khan, that goes back before all this shit. But this particular incident, this is on Jack Perry, man. Why did he have to say that? There's no reason to say that. Yeah. I mean, no. that he knew what was going to happen. How did he not know Punk was just going to sit there and not say anything to him? I I I'm kind of out of words. Oh. Drives me nuts. They, and they had they had one of those uh, scrums, or that they had one of those media availabilities, and, and Tony's like, "Well, I'd like for everybody to get along, but I just can't get them to get along." And, uh, no, 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 no. It's not, look, it's look, not look, how this look. works. Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, and Riddle effing hate each other, right? But do we ever hear any shit like that from them? No, 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 no we don't. No. They don't have little don't. stooges out there feeding shit. Um, oh. so I, at this point, I don't know. I don't know if Tony's going to just pay him off. I don't know if we can go ahead and start playing for Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk at WrestleMania. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. And I don't know if going back to the WWE would ever be anything for him. And I just, I feel like. I just feel like the like the Bucks or somebody is going to buy fucking Jack Perry a car when this is all over, or buy the baby like a solid gold crib or some shit like that when it's all over. See, that's the thing that bothers me, and and you know I really had nothing against Jack Perry until he did all this shit, and maybe this whole time he's been an asshole. Nobody, I don't know. I mean, I'm just either. going by you know nobody's really said anything good or bad about him, so I just assumed he was a decent dude. It just caught me off guard. <clears throat> that he would come out and say some shit like not look, not only did he say that right into the camera, he said it right into the camera at fucking all in. I mean, it's not even a dynamite or a rampage or something that would have been bad enough, but he's doing it right in front of the biggest pay-per-view ever. And I mean, I just, the only guy that going on, I just can't imagine anybody would, would just go out of their way to say that shit at this point in time with everything going on and, and, in uh, in AEW with about this kind of shit, just uncalled for, man, just ridiculously uncalled for. And Jack Perry, I hope he's suspended for the rest of the damn year, but I know he won't be. But I'm just saying, I he it just pisses me off. Um, yeah, I mean, all all of that. I, the only guy who's had his eye on the business in this whole situation has been CM Punk. Period. Full stop. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the only guy. But yet he's the one that's getting the bad rap, man. I don't get it. I don't, I don't, but they're, they are, they are bound and determined to get that guy out of there. I mean, it's very, very clear, you know, and it bothers me too. I don't know if you've noticed this, but on, on like, uh, all the social media stuff that I've been reading about, about all this shit, I don't ever see anything that says what I just said about Jack Perry. It's always about, you know, demeaning punk in some way or, or, or making it punk's fault and saying punk's the bad apple, the bad seed, all this bullshit, but, 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 but you never see Jack Perry's name mentioned in, well, you know, he never really should have said that shit. 
which is so obvious to me. What did I miss there? It's it's a very easy narrative that CM Punk's a huge jerk. He can't get along with anybody. He's an asshole. He creates problems everywhere he goes. Blah, blah, blah. That seems to be a very easy narrative. And it's lazy because if you go back and look, what I don't see how you blame the, the stuff that happened to him in WWE on him. How was all of that? How was any of that shit his fault? I don't know. That's a good I question. I don't get that. And then the stuff that's happened here, clearly it's been the mean girls click over there with the Bucks and Omega. And they were the ones that came into his locker room threatening and yelling, hollering, all that shit. And he had to defend himself in some way, shape, or form. And now this this bullshit where this little sawed-off run of a punk has to go in there and make the remark, like you said, there's no use for that. What what, what purpose was that as far as business is concerned? Make you feel better? I don't I mean, get any it, of that. And if you really think about it, unless you're a, a, sort of a, 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 I won't say a deep dive, Mark, but somewhat of a Mark, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't even know what the fuck he was even talking about. Well, there's the, the whole promotion is based on everybody being like a deep dive mark and knowing what happened in Japan in 1987 and knowing all the, all this other shit. Knowing what Negro Casas finishing move was and you know, all all this, all this shit that's supposed to be like oh, I I I when Tony Khan says that and he's like oh, I just want to I I can't get everybody to get along. I just wish somebody would get along. And, oh. Lame. Lame. Just Tony Cotton, uh, Jason. Have you seen the Florida Gators uh, thing on Netflix? No. <laughs> if you'd like to see some major league reputation building, rebuilding from Urban Meyer, mm. watch that three part series. <laughs> we get a good look at Urban Meyer's delightful and very expensive beach house. Uh, that's it. It's just a, it's a nice place for him to go recoup. Hey, he just he just had some health problems and had to leave Florida. That's what happened. It wasn't because he was banging a booster's daughter who may or may not have been fairly young. No, it wasn't that. that. That's nothing that's to do with what, that. That's not what happened. No, he had some heart palpitations or something. Uh, there was a boil on his ass. Or something. There was a really boil sorry. on his ass. There was a really? that was giving him a, a problem. I, there I, might have been some toe fungus. I mean, I'm uh, not saying. I'm, I've know. heard rumors. I've heard rumors about the toe fungus. <laughs> So I don't, I don't know what's going on at all. I, it would be, I don't know if they've even sold out, and I don't know if Punk, if they haven't sold out by now, are they going to be able to sell out without Punk? Like In that Chicago, would be, that would be tremendously embarrassing if you're able to sell out eighty thousand plus in London, but you can't go to Chicago and sell out because somebody was a little bitch during their promo. Okay, well, first of all, here, there's, there's just, dude, there's just problems everywhere right now. I mean, as far as <laughs> where we stand right now. As we do this recording, there's just problems abound with this whole. First of all, you've got an all out coming a week after all in. That's not been built up whatsoever, ever, ever whatsoever. And on top of that, you got all this bullshit to, to boot. And and it's, it was going to be bad enough trying to get this pay per view going without all the horse shit, with all the high school bullshit. And you know, now, yeah. And now it's just making it 10 times worse. That card for All Out looks like uh, a, a good collision card or something, you know? Yeah, a it, decent, no. or so, not even that. Yeah, no, that's – it says – I'm looking at Wrestle Ticks. The, and this was, I think, earlier today. They've sold 91.31. They got 14.33 left to sell. So they're probably going to sell out. But the fact that you could sell out 80,000 – 
And it's taken you a little struggle up until within 48 or 72 hours of the show to sell 10,000 seeds. Yes. Uh, not great. No, it's not. It's not great. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of the drama. And this is all of this is not the fault of CM Punk. It's really not the fault even of the Buckaroos or the Omegas or even Jungle Jets. It's not really Tony Khan's fault. This is Tony Khan's fault. Yes. This is, all the, this is a, a part of his leadership problem. And, and, and I don't, and there's still some Tony Khan marks out there that claim that it's not his fault. That he can't control everybody. <laughs> this shit yeah, go, would go never tell that to Vince. Go tell that to, to, to Triple H. You know, go, go tell that to them. See what they that's say. That's exactly, you can say what you want to about Vince. This shit never, he, he squashes all this shit. I'm sorry. He doesn't let people leak all this stuff that Dave Meltzer. Oh, yeah? Well, what about this? Back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and let the fucking dirt sheets book your promotion? Is that what we're doing now, Tony? Well, I guess the dirt sheets kind of made your promotion. They, they probably created it. It was the genesis of your promotion. So I guess it, it makes sense that they would be booking your promotion right now. Mm. Jesus, it's, it, it's just beyond belief that the guy wants. There's no mirrors around there. There's no mirrors for Tony Khan to look to find out who is the, the fault of all this. Somebody needs I, to tell him. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. Who who there needs to pull Tony aside and say, uh, man, you do realize you're controlling this whole shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you pay these people. And if you don't pay them, then they 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 buck up. They'll tell you then they'll do what you want them to do. Or if you say, you know what, I'm gonna fire you if you don't what I want you to. Because that's kind of the thing. That's kind of what yeah. we need to do. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what he's done at this point. And now he's, I just want to win Dave Meltzer's Booker of the Year. Golly, gosh. Okay. It'd be nice if you wouldn't have people murdering each other backstage and trying to beat the shit out of each other. Again, when your backstage program kicks ass over what you're actually putting in front of the screen, you got a problem. And putting on that crap they did tonight, you know, he can think what what's the hurricane's name? Hurricane justification that's coming through the southeast right now, Adelia or whatever it is. Oh yeah, whatever. He, he put can, out a, a message saying that there were some flight plans that were fucked up, so he had to change the the lineup. So that's that's the reasoning for the shitty dynamite tonight. So thank you, Hurricane Justification, for doing what you did. <laughs> who's next on the list? Who's the, who's the K next? Hurricane, come get some. I don't know what. <laughs> Stand back. There's a justification coming through. <laughs> Stand back. Truth. There's an excuse coming through. That's some good shit there. Uh, Dynamite was overwhelming. Uh, overwhelmingly not good. It was overwhelmingly uh, underwhelming. Horrible. It was a lot of talky talk. Not yes, much walky walk. <laughs> A lot of we awkward talky talk. We started out the show with <laughs> Now, how do we spell that? Is it G E O N? J E E O N. J E E O N. N N N N. Moxley. And by the way, I think we all predicted Moxley against Commander as your opening match on Dynamite, didn't we? God, I what didn't want to miss those that. Are, yeah. I, I had to those down my burger for that. I mean, it's a decades-long feud they've been having. You got to see that one pay off, and no question about Why it. Why didn't they save that for the main event? I don't get it. That feels like an indie show where it's like, uh, you, you, go. That's what that felt like. That's what it felt like all day. 
<laughs> Commander countered a power bomb into a face buster a la Billy Kidman. Wow. I'm listening. I'm seeing Billy Kidman authored moves <laughs> many years does that after. Really he say that? Does that really say that? that that's that really that does that. It's on figure uh, four. Uh, I didn't come up with myself. I wouldn't think. I've never in my life since Billy Kidman retired go, you know, that's a that's a Billy Kidman move right there. <laughs> I thought when I've, I've I thought said when, that's some Billy Kidman <laughs> luck right there. I said, well, yeah, right. I've said when Buddy Murphy lost Alexa, I thought, well, that's a Billy Kidman loss. That's a Billy that's a- then, then the motherfucker. Then the motherfucker. The mother he was the precedent out. setter, man. I would, that's a Billy Kidman rebound, buddy. So, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> but not any kind of moves. No moves. No, nothing. No um, kangaroo kicks. No shit. Nothing. Uh, Moxley arm bars him for the tap out. A video package showing Orange Cassidy's international title reign is shown. Cassidy said, you think after all, then he'd take a break. But no, tonight, he's going to show Gia! Why he's not the same wrestler as he was four years ago. Post-match comments from the Young Buck at All In are shown. This is this is a great, this is illustrative of what's going on in this company right now. They do a video package with the Young Buckaroos backstage at All In after their loss. It's like, whoo. Oh, we're so disappointed. We created this event. It's all about us, and we fucked up. We lost. So FTR comes in. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were filming. I uh, just want to say I want to give you guys respect because we love you guys. We give you respect. You gave us respect. And then uh, Jay and Juice and the Gun Club come over. Bullet Club Gold come over there. Ah, fuck y'all. We hate y'all. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be those four, the Guns, Jay and Juice, against FTR and the Buckaroos at All Out for whatever reason. Whatever reason, yeah. I don't know why, because, you know, I wanted to see – you had two different things. You can have an FTR and a Bucks rematch. That's fine. Everybody's okay with that. Everybody's all right with paying for that. Everybody's throw, okay yeah, with – Throw clicking. some – you know, yeah, throw some a cage match involved or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm, or you I'm got FTR, the champ – you got the FTR, the champions, taking on uh, Jay and Juice. That would be fine. Either, either one of those are good. No, 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 no. Let's have eight people in the ring at one time. Much better. <sighs> God, I don't. Highlights of the outcast crumbling at all in is shown, and Soraya pinning Tony Storm to win the AEW Women's Title in front of her hometown and family. This is when Tony Storm does a promo, and she said that it went tits up. And then Renee was actually looking at her breast. She looked down at her breast during the promo, and she said tits up. It was really good. Nice. She I've knew seen the assignment. I've, I've seen outtakes of like Renee, and she was moving like really fast, like dancing on the set or something in between takes. She goes, Ooh, almost popped a titty out. I've seen that on, on YouTube and stuff. It's pretty funny. <laughs> She's really hilarious. She's I really love good. Renee. And I love Tony uh, Storm. I will say that. I, I love the the Tony Storm that they've they've kind of created here with the the old film noir kind of. Action. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Although this women's division is hurting. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other thing, man. Let me let me throw this on you. This is another one that came out from the mind of Britt tonight. Okay. Do you think that Dr. Britt Baker DMD is the AEW equipment uh, equivalent rather of Natty Nightheart? In and, that and in both respect? both underrated as workers. They both never really seem to get their their just due as far as TV time or, or titles and stuff like that, and both really hotter than they're given credit for. Um, definitely the last one. I think they are both a little hotter than people give them credit. I, for. I would give. I would say that's for sure. Natty's fucking cr- 
crazy good looking. She's gorgeous, I mean, man. She really just is. Stupid good looking. They'll they'll have her like backstage. She's not even doing anything out of makeup and shit. And it's like, oh my god, like Hollywood model, like 1980s poster shit, right? Yeah, she's she's definitely natural beauty, man. And that's that's for real. Um, um now as far as <clears throat> everything else, I I don't think I think Britt may have her as far as getting a little more love from right. the, the company. Uh, I think they do put Britt in the high on the list of, of women wrestlers who get TV time and whether it's, I mean, if you don't see Britt in the ring, you it seems like every week you see her doing a promo or, or, or something. They all, but you don't really see Natty every week like that, or you didn't. Uh, you, you saw her in stretches, I guess, when things were going on, but then you, she'd disappear for a little bit or get put way on the back burner. But I think Britt's kind of always been right up there at the top. I think, but but other than that, they you know, I think they're both staples in their company for sure. I don't think that the Doctor Britt Baker is as good a worker as Natty is. No, no. But no. I think within within her universe of the people that she is in at AEW, she's one of the top workers there for sure. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, and she's gotten Chris a lot better, and she's gotten a lot better. I will say. Oh, I would say so for sure. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara face to face. This accomplished pretty much nothing. I was ready for them to set up some quick ass uh, hot shot match on, all out against each other, you know. But it turned into what it turned into, and I'm still not that interested in it. It got uh, they were throwing barbs against each other about who whose whose fault the loss was, and then eventually they were shook hands and said. The sex gods should start their road to the AEW tag titles. Uh, so they're still, they've got an uneasy piece between the two of them. It was just a, this was a time killer. Oh, it definitely was. I it just, uh, it, it, I don't know. I don't really have any vested interest in that story. I uh, know. And I like, Sam, I've, I've liked, liked Sammy from the beginning. I think he's a really good worker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nothing against Sammy. I'm just talking about the story. It just, I don't, just didn't. There was I'm no, tired there was of no there was no Ricky Starks tonight, was there? No, maybe he's one of the ones that whose uh, yeah, maybe flight got jacked up or something. Backstage, Gian <laughs> Moxley with Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta to address the main event tonight. This was again another stupid, useless um, promo. Boy, Claudio's Eddie become keeps- colder than a plate of piss, hadn't he? I tell you, <laughs> there's no, there ain't no heat at all in that boy. None. Uh, Eddie Kingston defeating Wheater Yuta to retain the NJPW Strong Openweight title. Well, there's a to- uh, there's a title the crowd cared about. Not really. Not I'm just you know yeah, it just meant something that uh, Eddie had it. That's about it. A video package of the All In main event is shown with MJF retaining the AEW World Title against Adam Cole. We got post match comments backstage with MJF upset that Cole made him wrestle more than he's had to in quite a while. That was kind of fun. There, those two together are always pretty entertaining. It's growing on Paquette backstage with Sammy Guevara, who was almost immediately interrupted by Don Callis, who asked if it's frustrating with a sociopath like Chris Jericho. Callis tried to congratulate Guevara on his wife being pregnant, but Guevara cut him off and told uh, Callis to go kick rocks. Uh, Story time with Adam Cole. He gets interrupted by Mike Bennett and said it's story time with Mike Bennett brings up his debut at ROH the night that both he and Adam Cole got jobs at ROH together. Cole acts like he doesn't know 
the kingdom, but Cole was at Bennett's wedding and brings up the roads they traveled running down Chicago in the process. Haven cuts off Cole. This is a lot of talking. Just yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot of blah, 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 blah. Uh, Taven said Cole's a liar and is the same leech he's always been latching onto that uh, MJF. Cole has only cared about himself, which Cole said they know isn't true and apologizes. They need to realize MJF just isn't his friend, but his best friend. Roddy Strong says he's entering the Grand Slam tournament and doing something Cole couldn't, and that's beating MJF for the world title. Yeah, whatever. Cole said that was a terrible idea with his bad neck, and Roddy was insulted. He finally cares, bad neck or not. Strong is winning the tournament. And breaking everyone's necks because he's a wrestling legend. Mm-hmm. The kingdom and strong left, and Tony Skivone on commentary said somebody should call the Wambulance. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, but then stupid ass excrement had to fuck it up by like, are you trying to say Wambulance? Because you said Wambulance. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was fucked up. Uh, Statlander, Britt Baker, and Hikaru Shida defeated Nyla Rose, Marina Shafir, and Emi Shakura, which to me. Uh, that thing just kind of exposed how not ready for prime time that women's division is. Uh-huh. <sighs> it was that was brutal. Just all things about it was brutal. Video package on Shane Taylor was shown. We learned he'll be facing Samoa Joe for the ROH TV at All Out TV title at All Out. Yeah. Strategy yeah. session backstage with Don Callis and Konsuke Takashita <laughs> as they go over uh kenny omega's weakness weaknesses ahead of all out callus is uh talking about omega's bad knees the hernia surgery and if all else failed callus's backup strategy is using the screwdriver used on omega in the cage match earlier this year the acclaimed billy guns trios title celebration which is another that was another skip and then a pretty useless orange cassidy against penta el zero miedo it was an okay match i wouldn't it was say okay it was, it was, i mean it was all right it, and then it, just, Mox, it, it surely Mox, didn't make up for everything before it. I'll tell you that. And and then Mox comes out at the very end and they challenge and blah, blah, blah. There's just a lot. Of, it was a rather underwhelming go-home show, at least for um, Dynamite. And, oh, guess what? Guess who's getting screwed again this week? Collision. CM Punk show's getting fucked again. What do you know? How about that? In all sorts Here's, of ways. College football coming back on. Oh, God almighty. Everything. Plus the WWE. We got a premium live event from WWE. Yeah. Here's what we got. Here's the rundown for All Out. Luchasaurus with Christian Cage against Darby Allen. Miro against Powerhouse. Statlander against Ruby Soho. They did a little bit on that tonight, which made it at least put a tiny dose of heat on it. Uh, Cassidy yeah, against yeah. John Moxley for the AEW International Championship. Don Callis in the ring with Konsuke Takashita against Kenny Omega. There's your eight-man tag match we were just talking about with the Bullet Club and the Guns against FTR and the Bucks. Uh, better than you, Bebe, versus TBD, Bryant. Yeah. TBD. We don't even know. TBD. Who, we don't know who the ROH tag team champions are going to be taking on. Are they going to be taking on what is it? The the winner of that battle royal is that what it is? I don't know. I thought the Aussie Open would be the natural one, aren't they? Uh, aren't they the ROH guys? The wouldn't they be, be the well, ones? Well, they're the ones that they got the belts from. So I, I guess I don't know. Shit, I don't know. I don't know. Samoa Joe against Shane Taylor and then uh, Eddie Kingston and Shibata against the Blackpool. God, I'm so tired of the fucking Blackpool Combat Club. In this case, it's going to be Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. That's not a really good, that's not a good lineup. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> that's, not that's not a good lineup. Not for a pay-per-view. Not for, I, Like, I looked last week and I go, 
you know, 50, if I'm making the decision at home, 50 bucks for Wembley, I'm going, well, okay. Yeah, I can see that. This, no. And without Punk, hell no. There's no way. No, I wouldn't no. pay half. I wouldn't pay $25 to see that. I don't know. That's not a, that's not a good, not a good lineup. There's no uh, build up on any of that shit. Um, I've just got a bad taste in my mouth altogether with AEW at this point. So I, I, you know, any, you really have to butter me up at this point to get me interested in something like this, especially if you're going to have it a week after all in. Well, this is when those, those dumbasses at Warner brothers media need to get together and talk to Tony, like Tony, you're not going to fire Phil. We're not going to fire Phil. We're not going to do that. Whatever happens, he's the star of our show. You need to keep him on the roster, and you need to put him on your programming. Period. Well, full stop. I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I, I'm just I'm fifty fifty. Um, I, I guess I'll say scared because I don't want Punk to leave. But I'm fifty fifty on the fact that Punk may just quit before he gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. I really don't think he's long for this company. I really don't. And no, I, I mean, there's I, just so I, much. How much bullshit can some one man stand? That's what I'm saying, and, and especially him. You know, somebody like him, he's not going to put up with this. Sh- I, I, I can't imagine him putting up with it any more than he has. Right. I will. I'll, I'll put it this way. I will be shocked if he comes back from this suspension. Yeah. I will I, be, I, I again, be, I, I'd love right. to see these. The, I'd love to see these investigations. I'd love to see. <laughs> you can redact whatever you need to from these invest these quote unquote investigations that you have, Tony, that are being conducted by God knows who, like Joe Friday. Because from what I understood from that last one, even the people who were being investigated didn't get a copy of it. So it was a Saturday. Because it'll end up in it'll end up in Dave with Dave Meltzer. It'll end up with Wade Keller. Whose fault is fucking that? Okay. I, put a watermark on the shit, and then you punish anybody who, who ends who it ends up in their in their laps as. That's what you do, you dumb fucks. It's not hard. It's really no, not. There, there's a way to do it. It's been done. I'm sorry. Bill Watts, not the brightest bulb out there. He he was able to get it done. Uh, Jim Barnett was able to get it done. The Crockett's were able to get it done. This, this high school shit is just so unbelievable. It's it's out of control, man. Uh, WWE Payback coming up this Saturday. It's going to be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the PPG Paints Arena, which is not the old igloo, which is where uh, Mick Foley took the massive bump off the top of the, the cell there. Yeah, that's right. It's just down the street. Not the same one. It's Becky Lynch against Trish Stratus in a steel cage. A touching moment on WWE Raw on Monday, if you saw it, with Becky uh, holding up the Bray Wyatt armband and uh, being visibly emotional as they faded to black at the end of Raw. I thought that was pretty touching. Yeah, that, that was, man. What do you think so far about the tributes to Bray? Uh, I thought they'd been really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I um. I always knew he was loved by everybody. I, I, you know, you always heard that from backstage people. Um, anytime his name got brought up, he was kind of like funk. I mean, you didn't really hear a bad word about him. Um, at least I didn't. And maybe, maybe I just didn't see anything, but, and I think that kind of reflected it. Uh, that fact during those, uh, during those, uh, tributes and, and everything. And, um, 
there's somebody else that uh, we may get to talk to at WrestleK too. A couple of people, really, Barry Wyndham and, and Mike Rotunda. I think both are coming. Unbelievable. And of course, it was Wyndham uh, last year who had a health scare, and we thought he wasn't going to make. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. That's right. Uh, it was a horrible time. No, they. Uh, Jeff Jarrett tells this story on the most recent episode of My World, um, where he, he was, you know, last year, a couple years ago, whenever it was, when he was doing stuff for the live events. Uh, at WWE, and he was up very, very late working out stuff with Vince, and they were doing just a house show thing. It was uh, Bray against Seth and some sort of house show thing, and they were staying up till like three or four o'clock in the morning. Like, hey, we we want it to go this way, we want it to do this way. They presented it to uh, Bray and Seth, and Bray goes, I want I want to do that, but I also want to add like this part of it. I want to do this to it. So he was really going into minute detail and adding his own artistic flair to it even though it was just a house show, it wasn't going to be on the network. It wasn't going to be videoed for anything, but he wasn't giving it the quote unquote house show effort uh, because he really did care about it. There you go. I mean, perfect yeah. example. Great example. I, and I've, I'd just forgotten, you know, how long he was, I, those God, he, he was there. I know he was making a big splash 10 or 11 years ago when they would start playing catching flies in his mouth when he was coming down there and they would do the, remember the, he's got the whole world in his hands thing. And they yeah. would go, and they, there was this thing about the announcer going, I just think he went too far. I think that was just too far. <laughs> he's just taking it too far. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and I'm not going to sit here and say, I, di I didn't have my um, critique about, uh, or about Bray Wyatt. I, I but that, the only really, really critique I think I ever – I started thinking about Anytime somebody passes away, I always think about, have I ever said anything bad about these people? You know, I <laughs> always feel bad about anything negative I've said. But the only thing I, I said negative ever, I think, about Bray Wyatt – and I, I'm truthful here, and I may be wrong. We could go back and listen or whatever. But the only thing I can remember I said was I always thought that that some of those – and this is toward the last kind of go-around with the, with the Fiend and Uncle Jack Off or whatever his name was. <laughs> Uncle Howdy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that that those interests were were just so long, uh, and and I guess you know I don't know. Maybe it's just me again, but I just that's the only critique I really had about the whole. I the liked whole it up to setup. a point. There was I don't know the jump the shark moment may have been when they wanted you to pay five hundred dollars for the for the belt. Maybe yeah, <laughs> maybe that was it. That I, was but bad. I, I also remember when Brian Danielson was recruited into the. When Daniel Bryan was recruited in the Wyatt family and they had to talk to Vince on the plane and get him aside, you, you got to get him out of there. You just got to get him out. Of there. <laughs> and, the, and it happened you know, like the next day, I think. All right. Yeah, shut up. Goddamn. Get off my ass. You know, it was one of those. <laughs> yeah. Because for a while, it's always like, shut up. I know what I'm doing. I'm the genius. And then after a while, he goes, uh, Hunter goes, dad, can I, can I talk to you? All right. You got me with that dad shit. <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get brian all right we'll get him out fuck it i don't want him in there <laughs> but when it, when it was the original you know wyatt family when it was him and it was luke and who's the redheaded kid that they had back uh, eric rowan's his eric name rowan, but i forgot yeah. what they called him on there I forgot uh, his but the, that was that was good and that was fine and then eventually we got to making belts and i thought the second time he came back it was just clusterfuck after clusterfuck and, and I don't really blame him for that. I, I think that's more WWE's kind of fault for that. That's a Bruce Pritchard thing. I think every, Bruce everything Pritchard that everything that happens is always like, you gotta I'm blame saying, Bruce Pritchard. That's, that's yes. fucking Bruce Pritchard. 
because he's always blaming people for shit. And I always say, eh, fuck you. That's just Bruce. Bruce. And I didn't like Alexa during that whole run when they brought her in and she was, doing, I didn't like any of that. I know ah. they were selling, I, they were selling $20 trillion worth of those dolls and all that bullshit. I, I didn't like any of that. Yeah. I, I mean, that they could have done that with the doll thing without the whole fiend thing. Uh, Becky Lynch against Trish Stratus in the steel cage. Seth freaking Rollins against Shinsuke Nakamura. And the man, that actually has a little heat to it. That actually has a little something going on there, I think. I mean, I can't imagine in a million years Shinsuke winning. I mean, it, it, it's not got me going, hmm, I wonder like it did, like, you know, when he uh, took on Balor. You kind of yeah. were like, yeah, Balor might win this, but I yeah. just don't see Shinsuke. Now the next, but the, the, but the, next the match one itself the, might be good, though, seriously. The next one is the one that's going to be pretty interesting because they're building up Raquel Rodriguez like she can really challenge Rhea Ripley. I think they've done a very good job of, of building her up as a credible challenger to Rhea Ripley. I, You know, this may sound weird, but I can see Rhea Ripley losing before I could Seth. Interesting. To the their um, their opponents, their that's, respective opponents. Well, let's see. I mean, let, let's play that out. If Rhea Ripley does lose the championship, I mean, she doesn't really need it to be over at all. No, no. Mm-mm. Um, but then, then does she lose a little mommy power or something with the with all of that? Does she well, does she lose any of that? Well, you know, this is what I was kind of thinking because I was thinking kind of the same thing. I'm like, what would they do if if Rhea lost uh, to to uh, Rodriguez and and if they're going to have Judgment Day split apart, which it kind of looks that way, I mean, I don't, maybe not, but it sure is playing up to that scenario. Maybe that's going to be part of it. Maybe they come out and try to interfere in her match, and it backfires, and she loses, and she blames them, and that just sets, you know, just makes the whole thing that much worse between the everybody. So I don't know. I could see it going either way, but I, I, I could see the justification in her losing the belt, though. Uh, Ray Mysterio versus Austin Theory. Yikes! What's that about? I don't know. That that and Ray Mysterio is the champion. Okay, that's fine. I don't know. And then L.A. Knight versus The Miz, and that's kind of like a no. The the L.A. Knight should be wrestling Austin Theory. That's what should be happening there. I don't get. That. Mm, well, I, the the promos for. Uh, LA Knight and Miz have been pretty spot on last couple. Yeah, of weeks. those are fine. And, and Miz, I'm I don't even really shit on the Miz, but they basically booked him to where he's been, and he's very utilitarian in that role, and he gets people over and stuff. But you know, well, can we talk about the Miz for just one second? I want. I'll yeah, go ahead. This up. And we don't spend all that time on. It. I just, I, I just think, I think this subject kind of gets brought up. At least it seems like it in our podcast every once in a while for the last. Yeah seven, eight years. It just, the, the Miz, I, I don't understand sometimes the way he gets booked. Now, I understand how he gets booked, why they want to do it because it's easy heat. Yeah, yeah. You know, but at some point he becomes a joke and yeah. you don't, and you don't want him to become a joke because it will be hard to get that serious seriousness back and i think it's almost borderline he's a joke now and i just i hate that man because I, I think he's so good he's a god he's he has gotten so good over the years uh, at everything i mean he really really has I, well when you look you at want. the when you look at the spots they put him in he's crushed it about every single time I, you, you see, exactly in some very very difficult 
spots. He's been able to kind of get over time, which is another, it's another great thing to recall that if CM Punk does come back into that company, that was one of his grievances was that the the WrestleMania that Miz was on top at in Atlanta. (laughs) There's a natural CM Punk versus the Miz program. If you want to warm people up (laughs) that one before we, well, before we get into CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, the slow burn, part of the slow burn. <laughs> well, you can't wrestle CM Punk against Cody because he's going for the championship, which we should have given him last WrestleMania, but he's got to get it this WrestleMania. But then maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just go ahead and put it off because you got to finish the story. We didn't say when. We didn't say when. Maybe Punk will show up at Payback. I think what they would do is they would. St- I think what they would do is they would sign him at WWE, and the gimmick is he just gets in fights with people backstage like every week. <laughs> I mean, t- that would that would be fucking fantastic. Like for no have like, reason, have like people like somebody like went back there with Byron doing a promo, and all of a sudden Punk just shows up out of nowhere, and just punches him in the face. <laughs> Or they're over at fucking catering and somebody scoots him out of the way and all of a sudden, what the fuck are you? And then bam, bam. They just start throwing. <laughs> or, or better yet, better yet, like when, when, uh, in the interview, like somebody's doing the interview and they see Punk walk by and they just kind of flip her head at him like, hey, and he goes, you flipping your head at me, man? What, you got a problem with me? Is there a problem? You what got a are? problem? <laughs> Frank, fucking Frank Costanza. <laughs> you want a piece of me? <laughs> Oh, LA Knight Knight against The Miz and then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against The Judgment Day. Yeah, there's a couple of pretty mediocre pay-per-views this weekend. I'm sorry, premium live event and pay-per-view. I think Payback wins a little bit on this one. Buy just a a little bit on this one as far as substance. I can pick out like three pretty good matches on payback. I don't know if I can pick out three on fucking all nope, out. You can't do it. I don't think I can do that. It'll be hard to get two, man. Yeah, I mean it's that's hardcore, dude. That is hardcore. Oh, it's a Steel City Street fight between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the Judgment Day. Okay. For that's the cool. undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. I don't know. They may, you know, they may lose those belts. I don't know. Well, it it depends on what they do want to do with Judgment Day, you know. I I still I just don't know when they're going to blow that thing up, and it just seems like they're they're running, running, running toward getting Finn Balor out of there, which makes total sense to me. I uh, I I think so too. I like Finn a lot better as a as a baby face. He's a lone, but he's a lone wolf kind of guy. Yeah, he's He's always been that way. Yeah. He's not a faction guy. I mean, he was in a Bullet Club. I know. Yes, I, I know. I know my wrestling history too. <laughs> I know all about New Japan Pro Wrestling, 2014, 2015. Yes, I'm aware. I'm aware of who the Prince was. Thank you. Well, that was a different organization, so that doesn't count. He's a lone wolf guy. I mean, I, I don't see him as fitting in anyway. Um, any other closing thoughts on another <laughs> award-winning episode of uh, Katie Vick is Alive Alive? Yeah. Um, you know, last week we I said, should we let uh, the fact that that uh, Camille has been champion for 813 gays yeah, go out the yeah, window? Yeah, she loses the next day. It's amazing, or the next couple of days, whenever we recorded. So but, yeah. she makes it to WrestleCade. I'm gonna tell her it's your fucking fault. Yeah, you, I know. You, I, will, I will. I will stand up, man. I will stand there. I will take the blame for it. I I, I damn hexed her. 
But what about Billy Corgan giving that belt to EC3? Now there, that's some, that's some solid booking. Billy's finally got a fucking head on his shoulders. It's about time, man. Get that Thank shit you. off of Tyrus, and maybe Tyrus is done and maybe retiring. Thank God. Get on God, down the road. Just go to Fox he's, News and do your thing. Fox Nation. He's not even ready for Fox Whatever. News. Whatever. <laughs> Fox bullshit. Fox Nation for your masturbation. That's what that's about. <laughs> not even good oh. for that. You can follow Bryant on social media, Bryce Sports, BRY Sports. That's going to be on X or Twitter or whatever the fuck it's called these days, as well as on Instagram. Uh, Bryce Sports. I'm on Instagram and also on threads, Real Britt Whitmire, R-E-A-L-B-R-I-T-T-W-H-I-T-M-I-R-E. So we appreciate all of your support. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.